Welcome back to Investor Success. I am John J. Gay, and I'm joined by sort of the man I've been working with behind the scenes this whole time. I've been coordinating everything with Greg Scheider, and now I'm finally happy to have him on the podcast. Welcome, Greg. Good to be with you. Hey, it's finally great to be here. Thanks. So a lot of questions coming in. I know you guys have been inundated with phone calls and emails about the business side of the CARES Act that was just passed last week. We're recording this on Friday, April 3rd. Uh, A lot of different parts of it to get to, right? A lot of different parts. And there's so much confusion out there with what you can do, what you can't do, the timing of each one. So I just wanted to spend a few minutes going through that and uh, see if I can help some of the small businesses out there. Okay, so the first question that I'm sure you're getting is about the Paycheck Protection Program. What can you tell me about that and how it's working or not working? Yeah, so this is the this is the hot topic, right? Uh, it was supposed to open today. Today's Friday, April 3rd. It didn't open at the end of yesterday. You know, a lot of the big banks said, listen, we're not ready for this. As soon as it opens, we're going to be inundated with 30 million requests from small businesses. Sure. So like many of the big programs, I mean, this is the biggest relief program the government's ever rolled out. Right. And they roll out these promises, and then you have to administer it. And there's not a lot of businesses that are set up to administer a plan of this type. Mm-hmm. They chose the SBA to administer this one, right? This kind of reminds me of back in 2008 when there was this giant mortgage issue. Right. And they said, hey, there's this giant mortgage program. We're going to go ahead and solve for it. We're going to put it on Freddie Mae uh, and Fannie <laughs> Mac to do it. There were four and a half million mortgages to redo, And after a month of that program, they sheltered it. It just couldn't get done. It was too big. And I think it's kind of a tough spot for everybody because the government is seeing that everybody right now is having a massive cash flow issue because people are losing their jobs, small businesses are on the ropes, and it's this urgent need, get something done, get it done, make it big, get it done. And so they pushed out this $2 trillion act, but they didn't have time to cross all the T's and dot all the I's, right? Right, right. So now we have... The government, uh, the Treasury issued directives to the SBA, the Small Business Administration. The SBA has to get the instructions to the lenders. <laughs> the lenders have to then get that to the small business owners. So that's where we're at right now between the SBA and the lenders, so the lenders can roll out this program. But really, I want to cover a few of the details and, a lot of, and cover a lot of the questions that I'm getting. So one of the big things is who can participate in this, right? Yeah. It is for companies with under 500 employees. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you got to do is be under that limit. And then what can I use this loan for and what is it? So first, uh, it's based on payroll. It's going to basically be two and a half times your monthly payroll. So go back to 2019, figure out what your monthly payroll is, multiply that by two and a half times, and that's the loan that you'll be eligible for. Once you submit that, it has to be used for certain purposes. You can't just take the money, put it in your pocket, fire all your employees and uh, (laughs) go to the ATM machine. Right. And this is, again, general guidance right now. They're saying that 75% of that has to be used for your current payroll. Now, there's other stipulations in there because if you have 10 employees and you go down to nine and you only have nine on June 30th, they're saying that only 90% of that loan will be forgiven. Huh, okay. Conflicts a little bit with only use 75% for rent and payroll and all that stuff. So again, a detail that we don't know yet. The other part is you can't reduce total wages by more than 25%. Okay. So total wages have to equal 75% of what they were before. Got it. So you can't reduce people's pay and you can't reduce uh, headcount. So I get a lot of questions of, all right, what do I need to worry about? And we don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the problem, but that's what I'm here. I've, I've spent hours and hours on the phone with a lot of my small business clients. I service about 75 myself from the CPA side of the business. So 
can't get off the phones right now and they all are clamoring for information, which we're trying to get. So the message is this. If your intent is to stay in business, keep your employees, then that's what this loan is for. It's meant to keep people off unemployment, keep the doors open so that you are able to function come June 30th when hopefully some of this stuff figures itself out, plays itself out, and you're still in business. If your intent is to not be in business, because I've got some people who are you know, ready to retire, uh, close to retirement, and the loan's probably not the right way to go for them mm-hmm. because it won't be forgivable. And then it's just a loan. It's not a grant. It's a loan at that point. Yeah. It's a loan at that point. And they're calling these all loans. They're really grants if you use it in the right way. And the idea being that it's not just to bail out the small business owners, it's to bail out the little guy. It's to bail out the employee that's working for them. So that's where that stipulation is in place to say, hey, listen, we're going to give you this money, but you know, it can't be like you know airlines buying back stock. Like It's actually got to go to your employees to try and keep them eating, really. Exactly. Exactly. And keep them off unemployment. You send all your employees to unemployment, it's going to drive up your unemployment rate in the future, and it's just this cascading effect. So keep your people, take this loan, pay your people using the government's money, and come out of this ahead. That's the whole intent here. The second question I'm getting is, where do I apply? You know, and most local banks, you know, all the major ones are approved with the SBA. There are a bunch of non-bank lenders that also can help you through this process. If you go to sba.gov, there's a list of the top 100 lenders for the SBA. You can go to any of those. So who can apply all the small businesses? And this extends a little bit further than it had in the past. Most of the time it was for small businesses that had payroll. This is going a uh, little bit deeper because there's a lot of gig employees out there now. Sure, Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. This applies to all those, but all those rules are not established yet. So some of those gig workers in that, they were delayed a week. So again, we were supposed to start today. They said all the rest of the groups can apply starting on the 10th because they're still trying to figure out how those rules and, and how they can uh, get those people some money as well. Sounds like the government's heart is in the right place. It's just that the devil's in the details, as it always is, right? It is. It is. And the, the other part that the banks are asking for is if we process these incorrectly, is there forgiveness on the part of the government because you want us to process so many so quickly that we're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. And so right now there's some back and forth on that uh, as well. So um, the other thing that uh, the forgiveness, right? Use it for the right purpose. It's forgiven. You need to start getting some of your documentation together. Your 2019 payroll, your 941 forms. If you don't have it, your accountant has it. So just find it, have it available to you. All these programs are going to be online. So go to your main bank. They all have links right now. Right now, the links are dead, Hmm. but they'll be opening up either later today, uh, this weekend, or or on Monday. Got it. Okay. Another question that I have for you, Greg, and again, I'm sure you're getting a lot on this too, is the economic injury disaster loans. What is that and how does that work? Yeah. So we've seen these in the past, you know, a tornado hits, a hurricane. These are disasters. Most of these disasters are at the state level. Okay, this one is national. Sure. Right. So a disaster has been approved. A disaster loan has been approved in all 50 states. And these are always out there. So this is not a new program. And a lot of people were quick to apply for this one, thinking that it was the one we just talked about, the Paycheck Protection (laughs) Program. Entirely different. Okay. Okay. This is a loan and not a forgivable loan. This one is a little bit harder to get because it does go through an underwriting process. Okay. It's not meant to be free money, Mm -hmm. as everybody's calling it. (laughs) So the other part about this one is you can't use it for the same purposes as the paycheck protection. Okay. 
money. So if you're using that money for payroll, you can't use this money for payroll. Got it. Okay. This is meant to rebuild, reset, and provide some cheap money to people who really need it, who have been affected by a disaster. Okay. So you got to be careful with this one. Uh, There is, if you're in a dire, dire need, this disaster loan has a stipulation on it that you can get $10,000 in basically three days. Wow. So they'll give you that $10,000 before they process your application, get that application going, and hopefully keep your doors open. I think of a business like like a mom and pop restaurant that maybe even if they are doing carry out or they're not doing carry out, their revenue has just taken such a dive over the last month or six weeks that they're in real, real trouble and they're in trouble right now. That'd be kind of a, an example for something like this, right? You got it. And this one, uh, whereas the other one is limited to two and a half times payroll, this one's up to $2 million. Wow. But again, it, it is underwritten, so it's not as easy to get, but it is available. The interest rate, if you don't get forgiven on the Paycheck Protection Program, is 0.5%. This one's 3.75. Okay. The Paycheck Protection Program, don't have to make payments for six months. That's the same. Uh, it's got a two-year term on that smaller loan. This economic injury disaster loan, you can finance for up to 30 years. Hmm. But again, 0% is forgivable. So don't hit the wrong button when you're going to apply for these loans because they're both there because this is a program that's been in place for all disasters for the United States. We'll give you your contact information at the end of the podcast, Greg. But if you have questions about this stuff, as you've just stated, this is not a mistake that you want to make. You want to make sure that you are going after the right program for your individual circumstance. If you're not sure, talk to somebody like Greg, talk to somebody at Mooney Lions to make sure that you are doing this just right because it is changing so quickly and we're all kind of running around with chickens with our heads cut off at this point. Exactly. So the third program, there's a third program called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Okay. So this is a different one, right? So this one says that uh, all businesses apply for this one. You don't have to be a small business. You don't have to be, uh, there's less stipulations, but what they're saying is there's a tax credit available for up to $10,000 in wages for each person whose business is partially or fully suspended because of COVID-19. Okay. Now, another stipulation on that, gross receipts have to go down by 50%. Ah. So again, the restaurant business is largely hit, as well as I have some dentists, some doctors. Sure. They're closed. So they qualify for this. However, if you take that Payroll Protection Act loan, you can't take this credit as well. Okay, it's an either-or situation, okay. Yeah, because you can't double dip. Uh, They don't want you taking free money to pay your people and then taking a payroll tax credit. Got it. So if you don't take the loan, this one's available. The government's basically forgiving payroll taxes on all these wages. It's a credit dollar for dollar and refundable on your quarterly 941s, which a lot of people don't know what it is, but your accountant does, uh, your financial advisor does. But if you're filing a 941, it's refundable there. I just want to bring that up. A lot of people aren't going to use this, but... I've gotten a lot of questions on it. So you can see the three programs that I've mentioned so far, mm-hmm. they're all mutually exclusive. You can't use one for the same purpose as the other and double dip on the third one. So the three I've mentioned so far, the Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Those are the three we've covered so far. Those are three, and they're all separate. And those are really the three major ones that I wanted to cover today. There's a lot of other small local grants out there, like the city of Chicago has one. We're in Illinois, so the city of Chicago has one. Elk Grove Village, Arlington Heights, all these small pods have smaller amounts of money that they're able to give to local businesses. Yeah. But again, just know what you're applying for. Uh, If you apply for the wrong one, it can blow up some of your other plans. So just like in financial planning, Mm -hmm. it's important to have a plan when you're applying for these things. 
a lot of my clients said, Greg, when this thing blows up, you got to call me because I, I want, I know there's going to be money available and I want to be first in line for that. Well, the first in line thing, uh, is becoming a big deal. Everybody wants to apply first, first, first. People are just afraid the money's going to run out. The money's going to run out. Uh, and my message to them is, listen, the government has all this data. They know what your wages have been for the last year. They know how many businesses are going to apply based on their history. They know what what uh, your income is. You filed tax returns. They have this data. Yeah. So it's not their intent for anybody to run out. But again, at the beginning of the podcast, I said 30 million businesses are going to apply for this. Mm-hmm. It's going to choke out the system. So if there's another way, uh, if you have to dip into your savings for the time being, this money will come. It's just a matter of time. So be patient, but at the same time, be diligent with what you're doing and get prepared so you can uh, apply for these loans. Got it. Okay, so the last thing that I wanted to ask you about today is the Families First Coronavirus Act. Can you walk us through that? All that first stuff was the good stuff, right? It's available to you. Stay in business. This one is more of a gotcha on the back end. Okay. Everybody knows what the FMLA Act is, right? Every employer, if somebody's off for family medical leave, they have their job when they come back. Right. And you have to protect that. So this one protects people affected by COVID-19. And this is just more so that the Department of Labor doesn't come knocking at your door because you have a complaint because you fired somebody who is basically unfireable. Mm. So I just want to walk through a couple of those details because I think it is important. And again, a lot of small businesses don't have HR people. So if you don't have HR people, contact your accountant, contact your payroll processor, uh, but contact somebody you trust if you have people in these situations. And the situations that we're talking about is a local quarantine or a personal quarantine. You have kids that can't go to school and you have no other person to watch them and you have to take off work because of it. Mm-hmm. You're caring for a parent or family member uh, that's come down with COVID. So these are all things that you're allowed to leave work for and the employer doesn't have recourse against you. The thing that came out in this that's particularly different from the FMLA Act is you have to pay these people. So it's either 100% up to a daily limit or two-thirds of their income up to a daily limit. And the formulas get complicated. My message here is if you have some situations that you're in with your employees before you get rid of them or before you get mad at them and kick them out the door, make sure you comply with this because one complaint to the department of labor, uh, if anybody out there has had a department of labor audit, you don't (laughs) want it. You don't want it. So just keep that in mind. And there's some bulletins, uh, you know, you can reach out to us and we can share this information with you. Or again, everybody out there has an accountant or an attorney or a uh, financial planner that they trust work with them because they're going to keep you out of trouble and direct you in the right way. And if somebody wants to talk to you, Greg, at Mooney Lions, what are the best ways to reach you, uh, you personally, and then Mooney Lions in general? Give us a call, 847-382-2600. We are open for business right now through this whole thing. we got people working from home, and we're available to take your call. Also, you can go to our website, MooneyLions.com. Check us out, see what we're all about. Obviously, we're here to help through all this stuff. If you have questions, like I said before, I'm on the phone all day, so uh, give me a call. Ask for Greg. Radio Shack might be closed, but people have questions and you have answers. You got it. (laughs) All right, Greg, stay safe and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Triad Hybrid Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Mooney Lions Financial Advisors and Triad Advisors, LLC, are not affiliated.